You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. Good day, Bruce. How are you? Well, healthy and alive. Yeah, good place to start. Yeah, it's a it's a good place to start. And you know, for the first time in many many months, I have to be completely honest with you. There is not a lot to talk about. I was expecting to come in today and have a whole bunch of stuff to line up and and to discuss, but there's really not much going on. You're seeing riots in France and protests, massive protests in France. Sorry, it's my phone. Uh, You're seeing massive protests in France due to uh, Emmanuel Macron announcing the um, the sanitary pass is what they're calling it. The sanitary pass. See, you're unclean if you don't have a COVID passport. You're not vaccinated. Well, you're just a you're, you're a dirty person. So see, you're not sanitary. So you need to sanitize yourself before you can be allowed in restaurants and, and bars and, and theaters and, and well, supermarkets, really. Uh, but the uh, uh, the Gilets Jaunes are back. The Yellow Vest protesters, for those that are wondering, uh, they're back. And, you know, it's funny. They were standing out there today and in, in the middle of Paris uh, protesting surrounding government buildings. And funny thing, these uh, these all black block individuals showed up and started smashing things, throwing rocks, throwing Molotov cocktails. Funny how all that stuff works. Uh, not surprised. I would have liked to have seen the yellow vest um, stop that from happening. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, I, for the most part, they kind of did. They they were standing back and letting them just kind of, you know, the Antifa just kind of like do their thing. So once they saw that happen, they all just kind of backed up and were like, uh-uh, that's not us. You know, that that's them. That's happening. And it's not just in Paris. It's in cities all across France. The French media, what a disgrace that is. The French mainstream media, not a word about it. Nothing about what's going on. Oh, they're covering Bastille Day, of course. It is Bastille Day in, in uh, France today. So they're covering Bastille Day. They were showing the early, early parades. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that, that's OK. But as far as the protests, no. Reuters, as a matter of fact, you pulled a piece from Reuters on it. And they're talking about, well, there's a couple of protests here, but no pictures of it. No video of it. The German mainstream media, I've been keeping an eye on that. Nothing in here about it. UK, completely silent. Nothing. See, they don't want those numbers to be shown. They don't want any kind of a, uh, of a rebellion to, well... Uh, gain traction. Yeah, that's that's what they're doing in France. And they've got a lot of those protesters are out there. Uh, I saw some of the things they're spray painting on the side of uh, uh, supermarkets. And they said, I'd rather starve than take one of these vaccines. That says a lot. That says a lot. When you start restricting people's access to daily life, this is where it's really going to get interesting. I think Emmanuel Macron here has opened up a can of worms. Now, it, that also implies that it's him that's doing it. He's not sophisticated or intelligent enough. I'm not saying that he's stupid, but he's not intelligent enough to pull this off and do all this agenda by himself. He's being told what to do. Just like the rest of these leaders are being told what to do. They're not thinking this stuff up on their own. They're not allowed 
to do that. None of them are. The reason they are in the positions they are in is because they do what they're told. They're not leaders. They're followers. Why are you doing it in France? I, I, I haven't quite figured that one out yet. That's that's a new one on me. Uh, I, I don't understand that yet. Because the French, I mean, I know we give them a hard time here about uh, raising a white flag, but I'll tell you something. If anybody can protest on the continent of Europe, the French people can protest. They know how to protest. Bruce, you remember a couple of months ago when I was telling you about the farmers that protested? Mm-hmm. They couldn't do anything with their crops or something because of BS COVID regulations. I mean, how stupid is that? Oh, you can't farm because you, you can't harvest your crop. You can't farm. You can't uh, you can't work your fields because of what? Because of COVID? Give me a break. Give me a break. I don't know a single farmer. I've never met a single farmer that's that's afraid of hell, the flu or the measles or anything else. They're too busy to be worried about that stuff. As a matter of fact, most of them that I've met, hell, whether they're injured or sick, they still go out and work. They don't have time. They don't have the luxury to be able to take a day off. Do you know why? Because the crops and the animals don't take a day off. Animals have to eat. Harvest doesn't wait. Exactly. Harvest doesn't wait. Crops don't wait. Animals don't wait. They have to be fed. They have to be cared for. So as a result, guess what? You have to tough it out. So the French farmers, and I have to give them credit for this type of a protest. This is this was extremely creative. They loaded up their manure spreaders and they drove their tractors full of their big manure spreaders behind them. They drove down to the local government buildings and drove in a circle all around the government building with their manure spreaders on, just, <laughs> just emptying their manure spreaders around the government building. You got to give them credit. I mean, they didn't damage any property. They made a statement. That's what they did. Yeah. And it's giving the government, uh, I mean, exactly what they're putting out. BS. Yeah. BS. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so let's, I want to talk this, I wanted to talk about this yesterday. Let's talk about Texas a little bit. I, I don't think, by the way, I don't think we're going to get to the full hour today because there's just not a lot going on. Other than what's happening in, in France, no one's talking about that. The media here is quiet. So quiet, in fact, the mainstream media is reporting a swimming pool in Dubai. That's really what they're doing. They're, they're literally reporting a new swimming pool that broke a world record in Dubai. Uh, and we could talk about that, I guess, but uh, it's not very interesting. Uh, well, it, the concept is interesting, I have to admit, but uh, okay, whatever. Uh, there's more important stuff going on than, than, uh, than any of that. They're ignoring it. Yeah. But let's, um, let's talk about Texas. This was an interesting thing out of Texas yesterday. So from what I gathered, there was a voter ID law that was to be passed in the state of Texas by this te- by the Texas state legislature. Mm-hmm. The House Democrats opposed it in Texas. The House Democrats in Texas opposed it. They walked out of a session that was not adjourned. You can't do that if you're a state legislature or if you're on Capitol Hill. You have to be there if the session's in. You don't leave until the speaker adjourns the session. You can't do that. That's illegal, actually. So mm-hmm. they walked out. The Democrat, the House Democrats in the Texas state legislature walked out and they got onto the Democratic National Convention bus with cases of beer. You could see it in the Instagram photos. And they drove to the airport in the bus, got onto the DNC plane, flew to D.C. to uh, what? Uh, garner support for uh, for their opposition. Mm-hmm. What a yeah. joke. What a joke. Well, it's it's not just garner support. They were also trying to uh, push Congress to pass federal laws restricting. So basically, they they wanted to pass the the uh, whatever the Voting Act was called. I forget what it was called. HR one. Yeah, the HR one. But they have another name for it. They've been touting. Um, I just had it. Let me see here. The Election Integrity Bill. Yeah, is it that one or is it for the People Act? 
Uh, for the yes, yes, that was the Chuck. Sh- I remember Chuck Schumer. Yeah, yeah, for the People Act. Yeah. So yeah, they they were going and trying to push Congress to pass that because you know clearly they're they're doing what's right and violating their laws when it comes to you know being a legislature like that and um, left there you know in protest they left and so they're like look we can only do this for so long we're buying you time you need to pass this legislation. It's kind of a gamble, really, if you think about it, because first of all, let's look at the fact that uh, the 10th Amendment. Hello, you people are state legislators. You should know better. States can overrule the federal government. That's what the states, the 10th Amendment for states rights is all about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the the states are the ones that dictate, uh, for those that are not aware, it's the states that dictate uh, the election stuff. So voting uh, and, and all that is handled at the state level per state. So you're, you, you can't have a federal system like that because then you have uh, the possibility of uh, the entire nation being biased towards one party or another. And that's how you get dictators. Well, anyway, uh, they were holding a press conference in D.C. while they were up there and uh, they were singing. I'm not joking. They were singing. We shall overcome the, the Texas state Democrats. Uh, yeah, they're they're up there singing in front of cameras trying to pander to whatever. I'm not sure. But the uh, the Texas House Republicans passed a resolution yesterday saying that they want all of the Democrats arrested upon their return to the state of Texas. And Texas Governor Greg Abbott said, "Okay, pass it and I will make sure that it's enforced. And so if these representatives show back up in the state of Texas, they will be placed under arrest under a warrant if necessary. Have they made it back to Texas yet? Have they been arrested yet? No, they're still Uh, in D.C. They're they're still still in D.C. uh, As far as I'm aware, I haven't seen anything on them. Uh, trying to go back yet. You know, I half think, I half think that this is a ploy by the DNC to put themselves, and, and don't don't think that this is something that they've conjured up for themselves. This sounds like it's straight out of the Politburo from Beijing. Put yourself in a victim position. Oh, look, they're being arrested for, for standing up for something. Yeah? See, Texas is not going along with the plan. They're not going along with the the green energy. They're not going along with the COVID stuff. They're not going along with the uh, the gun restrictions. None of it. The the Democrats that went up there, by the way, they uh, the Texas Democrats decided to have the first meeting that they were there in Washington was with uh, Chuck Schumer. Oh, so let me get this straight: a senator from New York, mm-hmm. Senate Majority Leader, a Senate Majority mm-hmm. Leader from New York. Mm-hmm is going to tell the Texas state legislature how to do business. Is is that is that how it works? Uh, yeah. No, no, I'm sorry. Uh, how about we take a look at uh, Charlie's uh, district up there, right? Let, let's take a look at Charlie's district. How well is that faring up there? How, how well is, is uh, New York City? I mean, we can go over the crime numbers if you want. You know, I put something up, uh, what was it, today or last night uh, on our Telegram page about New York. Another attack, broad daylight. There's video of this. Like I said, it's up on our Telegram page. Man burned with scalding liquid in attack in broad daylight. Unprovoked attack in Midtown Manhattan. A 57-year-old victim had hot liquid thrown on his back by an unknown assailant. The victim was admitted to Columbia University Irving Medical Center and was treated for second-degree burns. That's some hot liquid. That's Charlie Salami's... Well, it was probably oil. That's that's, that's that's Charlie Salami. That's Chuck Schumer. That's his... That's his stomping grounds up there. How's that working out? Some of the arguments that they're they're coming up with, the Democrats, uh, for this uh, 
getting rid of this voting restrictions, if you will. They want to stop the voter IDs. They well, say Bruce, uh, that's just that's going to hurt rural America. That's because people that don't. Well, you know what? Let's just listen to Vice uh, President Kamala Harris. Yeah, you know, she says it best when she explains what this is going to do to the uh, uh, the voters in in middle America. Is agreeing to voter ID one of those compromises that you'd support? I don't think that we should underestimate what that could mean. No. Because in some people's mind, that means, well, you're going to have to um, Xerox or, or, or photocopy your ID to send it in to prove you are who mm-hmm. you are. Yeah. Well, there are a whole lot of people, especially people who live in rural communities, who don't. There's no Kinko's. There's no Office Max near them. People have to understand that when we're talking about voter ID laws, be clear about who you have in mind and what would be required of them to prove who they are. Of course, people have to prove who they are, but not in a way that makes it, them, it almost impossible for them to prove who they are. You see, Bruce, so, see, you, you don't have Kinko's, uh, just so we're clear. This is going to penalize people like right. yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. What I'm stuck on, actually, this time around, because I didn't catch this the first time we listened to this. She said you, you have to pay attention, like catch the beginning, or I guess it's in the middle there, where she says, and I forget exactly how she phrased it because I, I was... Focused you have on to think about who everything. this is going to hurt the most. Yeah, but she says, can you play it again? Yeah. Sidetrack, sorry. It's all right. Is, is agreeing to voter ID one of those compromises that you'd support? I don't think that we should underestimate what that could mean. Because in some people's mind, that means, well, you're going to have to um, Xerox or, or, or right here. photocopy yes. your ID to send it in. To- Why would I have to Xerox my ID? Why am I sending my ID in? I'm going physically to the polling place. I just show them my ID. Why do I have to Xerox it and send it in? The only thing I can figure there is they fully intend to have mail-in voting permanent. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the only thing I can take away from that is exactly that mail in voting is uh, they're planning on doing that uh, permanently because, I mean, you don't want to risk covid, do you? Because of because of exercising your constitutional right uh, to vote and we don't want to repress anybody. Now, let's let's not gloss over the fact that, uh, well, a lot of those uh, mail in voting things, none of that was actually approved. None of it was actually passed by legislatures in those states. They just said, oh, no, we have to do this because we don't have any other choice. We've got to do this. And and that's the way that it is. They rammed it through in the dead of night under regulation because of COVID. If you didn't have COVID, you wouldn't have had that mail-in voting. You wouldn't have had the the drop boxes and the was it they were doing? They were just going through these uh, these neighborhoods and they were just dropping off truckloads of ballots, just blank ballots. Oh, yeah, here's seven, eight ballots. That's fine. Yeah, just just fill those out and send them back. Yeah, that's, that's good. Or how about the ballot dumps in the U.S. that are in sequential order? And it's just straight. It's just straight Biden votes. And they didn't vote down ballot. And they're all in sequential order. Mail in ballots, not creased, fresh, crisp paper. Or the fact that uh, Georgia, so far what they've gone over... Uh, they have over 10,000 illegal votes so far. Fulton uh, County's just, a mess. Just, yeah. And they're expecting to easily pass the 12,000 margin mark. Uh, they're estimating actually 35,000. Uh, that's what they have evidence uh, for potential illegal voting. 
So if that even, even if it's half of what they're saying there, that's, that passes the margin that uh, Biden and Trump, uh, he only won by 12,000 votes there, but he's the most popular president in American history. Yeah, most popular president. One of the uh, Texas state Democrats who, uh, who decided to flee, uh, she's been blasted on Twitter. How do you get blasted on Twitter when it's an echo chamber of your own supporters? How, how's that even possible? Blasted on Twitter for fleeing to avoid the vote on the election integrity bill, which they passed, by the way, I might add. Uh, she wrote the following, Texas state rep Gene Wu received a flurry of backlash after boasting on Twitter that, I'm sorry, he, I'm sorry, it's a he. Texas State Rep Gene Wu received a flurry of backlash on uh, on Twitter after boasting he was recognized and applauded in D.C. after fleeing his state in protest. Huh. This is the quote that he put up on his Twitter account. Landed safely in D.C., officially out of arrest jurisdiction of Governor Abbott. It was wonderfully sick. Uh, is that right? Okay, I'll just, yeah, whatever. Wonderfully, I, I'm just, I'm quoting the tweet here. Uh, to randomly run into people who recognize me and applauded what we are doing. Who would applaud that? I, I didn't exactly see any crowds out there. Is it the crowds that you say that are there, but yet you always see a zoomed in shot? And when you actually get one of these cameras that zooms out, there's like three people there. Is that what it is? <laughs> or they have, a, uh, they have all the, the, um, rep, the reps all huddled up right there behind the podium. Yeah. So uh -huh. the camera shot shows a whole bunch of people there and there's really there's nobody no there. there. There's no one there. Obama, right? Obama during the campaign, the so-called campaign of Joe Biden, which again, 75 million people voted for this guy. Most popular president in U.S. history. Obama was on street corners with a megaphone doing his community organizing for Joe Biden in Chicago, his own hometown. Well, not his hometown, but I mean, you know what I mean? That's that's where he's supposedly yeah. from. He was giving megaphone speeches to three people, and two of those people had press passes. Just saying. I, I mean, and it's not like it was down a deserted street or something. There was traffic going by. There were people walking up and down the sidewalks. No one was listening to this joker. No one. The tweet that uh, Representative uh, Wu put up on Twitter got some of the following responses. LMAO, everybody knows what that stands for. Uh, no one recognized you or applauded you. Texas Dem another another response. Texas Democrat loves being recognized in Washington D.C. Uh, okay, Richard Grinnell. I, I whatever in D.C. Having the time of my life with a bunch of my supporters. They're all just out of frame applauding me. <laughs> yeah, right. They're all just out of frame. Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Texas candidate happy to be out of Texas. Who is his base? Who runs on a platform of hating your own people? Yeah, pretty fair point. No one recognizes a Texas legislator in Washington D.C. That's true. That's true. If a Texas state let hell, if an Ohio state legislator passed me in the street, I wouldn't know who they were. I wouldn't have any idea. Actually, I'll tell you what. I was at a charity event one night back in the States. I was at a charity event one night in downtown Columbus, Ohio, and it was for it was for business. But I was down there. And this is just to give you an idea of how unrecognized these people are. OK, I didn't really care about the people that were there. Yes, the governor was there and all the people that he was around, the mayor and everything, they were all there. It was a charity event. And I was there for my employer for representation and that was it. And as I'm standing there, seeing all these political people, and it was one of those, you know, disgusting cocktail parties where the, you know, the politicians and corporation people are all just around each other. It was, it was really sick. But I'm there and this guy walks up to me. I'm standing next to one of the refreshment tables. And I've got like this little hors d'oeuvre plate that I'm just kind of, you know, slowly eating on, hoping the night just ends because I really don't have anything in common with these people. And this guy walks up to me and he says, uh, excuse me, uh, could you hand me a bottle of water there behind you? And I'm like, yeah, I turn around. I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah, wh whatever. He 
you know, takes cap off it. He takes a drink and he says, um, I haven't seen you uh, mingling around too many people tonight. Who are you with? And you know, I told him who I was with. And he says, um, says oh, well, you know, you ought, to, you ought to come over and shake hands and, and, and meet some of these people. And I said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm okay. Uh, you know, I'm just here for, uh, you know, business purposes and, and representation. So some of our other people are out there doing all the handshaking and stuff. And uh, I said, I didn't catch your name. And he says, I'm Lee Fisher. He was the lieutenant governor of the state of Ohio. Had no idea who he was. Not that I cared, but that's just to give you an idea how unrecognizable these people are. So a Texas state legislator was recognized in Washington, D.C., being applauded as they're getting off the plane. I don't think so. I don't think so. No, let alone even even here in my own state, like I barely even know who our governor is because nobody cares about what happens in Oklahoma. I mean, come on. Uh, the only ones that care are people that, that live here. Outside of that, people don't really care what happens here. Even even then, people that live here don't even really care. Kevin Stitt, the only reason I know who your governor is, is because of what he did. He had the big barbecue underneath the vegan billboard. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I, I do know who he is um, because of some of the legislation and stuff that's passed and some of the rhetoric he's been uh, talking. So uh, I, I do know who he is, but otherwise I probably wouldn't. Anyway, yeah. Do you honestly think that the that these reps are going to get cuffed up when they get back to uh, to Texas? You think they'll they'll actually use that as a as a form of uh, you know putting themselves in a, in a state of victimhood? I, I can see that as a, as a political play more than anything else. So the party is telling them, okay, take the hit this time around. We'll back you and we'll rally national support on it. That would be my guess. I could potentially see something like that. Um, trying to do something like that, but the so Oklahoma. For example, has recently tried this. The problem is we didn't have uh, a warrant. There wasn't a warrant issued. In this case, they're saying there is a warrant. I mean, everything's in place. So um, if they're if Oklahoma doesn't out Texas, Texas, then yeah, Texas will do it, and they'll they'll arrest them when they show up again. And basically, what they're going to do is they're going to require them to stay in the Capitol until they vote on this. Uh, you know, until the session ends, basically, until they vote on this. So, well, the bill was passed without them. Uh, was the actual bill passed for uh, the voting, or was it uh, just uh, the bill to, to do with arresting them? It, it's well, no, with arresting them, yeah, that was passed. They passed that yesterday. Mm -hmm. uh, Texas right. state senators passed a GOP-led voting reform bill on Tuesday. So the bill that they protested, okay. they went to DC to protest it that passed, got passed. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, party line vote 18 to four Senate Republicans passed a bill that would more heavily regulate voting laws. So, uh, yeah, the Democrats are doing the whole, all oh, this is Jim Crow 2.0, blah, blah, blah. You know, uh -huh. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because we want you to know, we, we want to know who you are to vote in our elections. Do you know every other Western country has voter ID laws? Every single one of them. Example, I don't live in the United States currently. I'm outside of the United States. Do you know what happens if if there's an election here? You have to go down to the local whatever, you know, community building, church or, or whatever school and you vote. You can't even get in the door until you show your state ID. That's the only they won't even let you in the building and you don't vote on a machine here. You get a paper ballot and those paper ballots are put into boxes and those boxes are monitored by people from the community. I don't see the problem here. You know, when I first asked somebody, I said, can you tell me what goes on in there? Because I was curious. I said, can you tell me what goes on in there? I said, when you go to vote, how do you do it? Because just for comparison, I said, I, you know, I want to know this. And people don't believe me when I tell them, oh, yeah, you can vote five, six times in the U.S. They don't care. People don't believe that 
when I say, no, you don't need ID to vote in the U.S., they don't believe me. No one believes me. They just say, no, that's not possible. That's not true. Because they don't grow up in cultures like that, where that kind of stuff happens. When I vote in my state of Ohio, of course, I vote absentee now, uh, but that's a different process. That is a that is a completely different process from mail-in voting. They try to merge the two and, and confuse the two. No. Absentee balloting is completely different. You are a registered voter. You request a ballot with your voter ID information that's already registered. They send you a certified ballot. You only get one. You vote. You can send it back certified mail or you can take it to if you're outside the U.S., you can take it to your nearest consulate and you can put it in the diplomatic pouch and it will be sent back that evening to the U.S. because the diplomatic pouch goes every day. So you can have that done. That's the only way. You're getting a certified ballot that is registered to you. That is not a mail-in voting thing. Mail-in voting is just, oh yeah, we're just going to send you five, six, seven, eight, nine ballots. Here you go and just fill those out and just drop them in a mailbox. That's fine. That's completely different. You're not looking at a verified registered voter when you're doing mail-in voting. But when you go in to vote here, I said, what, what, you know, what do you do? I was asking somebody to, you know, before I went off on that tangent, I said, what do you do? They said, well, you first have to show your ID and then you get inside. Once you get inside, then you sign in and they give you a paper ballot. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa hold on a second. So they, they ask you for your ID and they said, yeah. And I said, isn't that discrimination? They looked at me with this weird look on their face, as they should, and said, how in the name of God is that discrimination? Do you think we want people not showing their ID voting in our elections? I said, thank you. Thank you. That's all I needed to hear. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. You know, when I go back to the, when I'm in the States and I vote, if I'm there for an election uh, during a voting time, I will actually go to my, my district and vote. And when I go down there, it's always the same. They've never not asked me for my ID. I've always shown my ID to vote in my precinct. Always. Call it old fashioned. I've never voted by machine. I always get a paper ballot and I walk over to a little thing with a number two pencil and I fill little bubbles in or whatever. And you always knew what the issues on the ballot were. If you didn't know, then you would put your hand up or whatever, and someone would come over. You'd ask them. They're not allowed to look at your ballot because they got the little partitions around there. But you would ask them, hey, what about this amendment here? I don't I don't know anything about this. Or what about this this uh, this proposition here? What can you tell me about it? And they had people there that would explain what's on the ballot so you know what you're voting for. That's how it was in, in my precinct. That's how it was in my district. And I don't see a problem with that. That's an informed voting decision that you're making there. I always got asked for ID. When I walked in the door, I always went to a local church. That's where our polling station was. And when I walked in the door, I remember the person that was working the polls. I always knew the person working the polls. They said, hey, how you doing? Um, yeah, I got to see your ID. I'm like, what do you mean you got to see my ID? I said, can I, you know, you had to sign in and everything. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm going to sign in. I said, you know who I am? And she says, no, I'm sorry. I got to see your ID. And I said, you really need that? And she said, yeah, you know, I'm kind of laughing and, and carrying on. I mean, I really don't care. And I said, you've been my neighbor for 26 years. <laughs> you need my ID. I mean, literally, when I say my neighbor, I'm talking about our backyards shared a common fence. OK, so safe to say they knew exactly who I was, but they still asked me for ID. What's wrong with that? Nothing. I mean, it, it's it's a law, right? I, I would much rather follow the law like that than political will. Um, exactly. And as, as I pointed out, which, by the way, the the bill there in Texas, uh, it, it is to ban drive through uh, polls, polling locations, uh, 24 hour voting options, drive through voting. Supposed, 
Yeah, drive-through voting. Drive-through yeah. <laughs> drive voting? Seriously? Yeah. They had drive-through voting in Texas? Yep. Wow. So they're wanting to ban that. 24-hour voting options. Uh, enhance access to partisan poll watchers. Uh, and prohibit local election officials from proactively distributing application to, to request mail-in ballots. So basically all of the tactics that the other party uses to solicit votes, they're banning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it also um, puts further restrictions on uh, voting by mail rules, including new ID requirements for absentee uh, voters. I have no problem with that. You know, I just told you the, the absentee process and it's, you know, I mean, I have a voter ID card. It's it's in the other room, but uh, it, it's in the other room in the, uh, uh, in the safe. But I have a voter ID card. I have a voter registration card. I have a birth certificate. I have a social security card. I, I have a, a passport. I've got, uh, God, uh, four or five different uh, driver's license. I got, I got five, six different kinds of ID floating around here. It's not that difficult for me to prove who I am. And these are just things that I have on hand. It's not that difficult for someone to prove who they are if they are genuinely a, uh, a real voter. And you know what? That comment that this clown, this, uh, this so whatever she is, this vice president, I mean, that woman's a clown. She is a, she is a clown. Her little speech there about, uh, well, we don't have access to a Kinkos. We don't have access to Xerox machines. Lady, I don't need Kinkos. I don't need a Xerox machine. I don't need a photocopier. I got nine different kinds of ID I can throw at you in, in a minute. And I'm from rural America. It's not that difficult. And I've never no, once, and just just to be clear, and maybe you can weigh in on this too. I've never once in all my years, and I registered to vote when I was 17. The reason I registered to vote when I was 17 is because I was legally allowed to because the next election would have been when I turned 18. So I was already registered to vote. I've never once ever in all my voting years as someone that comes from rural America, I have never once felt like my vote has been oppressed ever. I feel insulted by what that clown just said. Oppressed. Hmm. I, I don't think my vote has been oppressed. I, I have in years past believed that my vote doesn't count. Still believe that. I'm in Oklahoma. The vote doesn't count here. I mean, we, we have such small number of electorals and it, it, we're, we're flyover country. Seriously, if they were if they were to do a process to abolish the Electoral College, for example, you would never see a politician here ever, ever. No, there's no reason to come here. They would go to New York if we had no Electoral College, if we were just run by majority, which, oh, God, help us. We would be looking at candidates going to New York, California, Texas, Florida and maybe Chicago. And that's it. They wouldn't need to go anywhere else. Well, I guess the Electoral College is gone, so they wouldn't go to Ohio because the no. caucusing. No, uh, it, it we got four and a half million. Point, yeah, we got four and a half million citizens in Ohio, roughly. Yeah, they wouldn't yeah, need to go, there. to go there. Ohio's a swing state. You wouldn't need to go there. Pennsylvania, yeah, swing state. You wouldn't need to go there. Georgia, swing state. Wouldn't need to go there. They wouldn't be swing states anymore. Honestly, the when it comes down to these voter laws, uh, if you are so inconvenienced that you can't, you know, by not having a drive-through or by not having a twenty-four hour voting place, if you're so inconvenienced. You shouldn't be voting in the first place. You you don't deserve the right to vote if you are that inconvenienced and throw a hissy fit about that. Uh, and the, the partisan poll watchers, we, we've seen that with uh, the 2020 elections, right? Uh, they were barring uh, poll watchers from being within like six feet of it, uh, of the where they were counting the ballots, um, claiming COVID, right? Uh, the you social distancing. 
Yeah. And this this other thing that we've done, this early voting stuff, all that stuff needs to stop. You don't have voting week. You don't have voting month. You don't have whatever. This idea now with this HR, you remember HR1, this idea, we're going to count votes up to three weeks after the uh, the voting mm-hmm. is over. Uh-uh, Jack. Nope. No, no. You have voting day. You know, I know people that would take off work. Their employers would give them the day off, at least for a little while, half a day or, or whatever it was, to go and vote. What was it? The, uh, Make it a the national Demo- holiday. Make yeah, it a requirement it? that employers have to give a day off for that day yeah, or something. Okay. I mean, yeah, make, that make would be better. Holiday. Yeah, fine. Yeah. But I remember, I think it was in HR1, they were trying to talk about, like the Democrats, they were trying to, because it was their bill. I'm not playing party politics here. Believe me, there's nothing really to admire on the Republican side these days at all. But HR1, that was introduced by the House Democrats. And so <laughs> I think on there, they were talking about, uh, we're, we got to give people food and water and, and everything else at these polling places. Well, OK, and it wasn't enough because they didn't have pheasant under glass or something. It was, mm-hmm. it was ridiculous. Yeah. Well, the, the part of the argument as well, some of these um, state um, voter ID stuff was restricting uh, poll workers or, or excuse me, partisan poll workers from handing out water bottles was the argument. And they're saying if you're um, a Democrat or a Republican, you can't bring in water bottles and hand them out to the crowd. Exactly. We had that problem back in the day with whiskey, for yep. example. Yep. I remember my um, so grandfather you telling me about it. They used yeah, to you don't hand out pints of go out and hand products out like that. You you don't you don't if you want to as a candidate donate water, you donate it to the polling location, and then you have the poll workers who are supposed to be non-biased and hand it out. And it also needs to have no identifying markers that it was you that did it. It needs to be just you know run of the mill. Oh, you just strip the label off of it for that matter. Now, Bruce, we're denying their human rights. By not giving them food and and water and, and everything else, well, well, can we give them? Hell, we just might, well, can we get some uh, pina coladas out there to them too? Why not? They're not going to starve in line waiting to vote. No, no, they're not. And you know, I, I, uh, I also, I, I'm a big advocate of this. And I mean, I, I really don't want to get too much more into this, but um, I'm a big advocate of this. I'm an advocate for making English our official language of the government, which in turn would make. English, the official language for voting. See, this is another problem we've got. GP tells us, you know, he goes out on election day and and looks at a lot of the polling places in downtown LA, and you can vote in six or seven languages in Los Angeles. How is that? Like, how does that, how does that even work? What you can, you can get a ballot now in 20 languages. What is that? You know, that's, that's got to stop. All that has to stop. So, you know, we're, we're looking at, we're looking at all this stuff as far as like election integrity and all the rest of it. We're ignoring the obvious stuff. And we're turning everything into, oh, OK, well, you don't like all these things that we're proposing. Well, you're racist. That's that's what their call is every time. It's ridiculous. It's shameful and it's disgusting. It's disgusting that you hide behind that. I'll, I'll throw I'll throw in my two cents on that uh, as well. I have to agree, but I would I would go even a step further because the, the, the main language here in the U.S. is English. Like that's the one language that everybody learns or the majority of everybody learns. Our so citizenship I, tests I, are in I, English. Yeah. So I would I would say that. We need to have that as our standard and offer uh, lessons for people that come in as they want to make citizenship. You know, they would you should be required to learn the language as well. Um, and it's not so much of a uh, I want to keep people out that don't speak English. It's, it has nothing to do with that. It's a I want them to be able to speak the language of the land so that they're not exploited, so that they're not 
used and abused by uh, you know someone without morals uh here here so it's more about protecting them than you know indeed all right um i didn't have anything else today like i said uh it's been a slow news day today uh but i did want to talk about some of that voter stuff because man that's just been that's really been under my skin for a long time a lot of that voter and uh you know voter id laws and all the rest of it and you know we really don't get a chance to talk about that stuff that stuff goes on and it, it happens in all of these states these legislators are now playing these these stupid political games like this you know, I've always argued that I really don't care who wins the election. I don't care if it's Donald Trump. I don't care if it's uh, Joe Biden. I don't care if it's Hillary Clinton. Hell, I don't care if it's Bernie Sanders. Do we or do we not have election integrity? That's what I want. I want free and fair elections. Fair elections. Free doesn't mean free for everybody to vote and whoever the hell wants to vote. Hell, these radicals, these radical leftists in America, the radical ones, they say that everybody else around the world should be able to vote in the U.S. elections because what we do in America affects the rest of the world, which it does. But that's no call to allow everyone else in the world to vote. My God, do you know which way they would vote? I can tell you. What kind of nonsense is that? So I don't care. Again, I, I don't care if it's Joe Biden that actually won. I don't believe he did. That's just my opinion. I don't believe he did based on the evidence that we're looking at. And now that's what, what's being uncovered in these audits. I don't believe he did win. And make no mistake about it. I am not a fan of Trump these days by any stretch. You want to know what's going on in, in France right now? What's happening in Paris today? I'll tell you what's happening in Paris today. You know who I blame for that? I blame Trump for that. That's who I blame for what's happening in Paris. That's Trump's fault for cutting this red tape and allowing this vaccine that's not a vaccine out there to be pushed onto the public. I blame Trump for that. And I'll stand behind that 110%. And if you don't like that, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm truly sorry. But that's the way that it is. Some if people you don't get like it, it's your, your problem. Yeah, some, some people are sensitive about that stuff. You know, oh, yeah, you don't like Trump? Okay. Yeah. Make no mistake. I like some of the stuff that he stands for. I, I like the stuff that he ran on. I like the fact that he was running around sticking it to the system in the establishment. I like the fact that he was not a politician. I like the fact that he was a businessman. I like what he did with trade. I like the whole America First agenda. I, I like that. I like the fact that there were no wars under Trump. I like that. But Trump stepped in all this, this vaccine mess. And now people, people are paying the consequences for that. He had the opportunity to deal a blow to these people, the likes of which we will probably not see in our lifetime. And he didn't do it. And I want to know why, damn it. So as far as I'm concerned, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, we got a lot of nice talk. But let's be honest, he left us hanging. So now we're going to have to clean up this mess. We're going to go ahead and jump out of here. Uh, like I said, it's a short one today because um, because everything it's, you know, it, 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 one thing's happening today. And that's what's happening in Paris that you're not hearing about. Nothing else really is, uh, is going on. So, I mean, I, I really don't want to I really don't want to take in a, take up any more of uh, everyone else's time. Um, but rest assured, we will be back tomorrow. I do believe, what is today, Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday. Uh, tomorrow, I'm pretty sure we get Marty tomorrow. Uh, and we do have a lot of stuff lined up uh, with him. And we will be talking about what's happening uh, here in Europe and in the UK with him. So uh, be sure and check us out tomorrow. All right. For those who have not signed up to our Telegram channel, get over there, get signed up to us. We put out all of our podcasts we do here every day. And we also put it out an exclusive podcast once a week just to our Telegram subscribers. So get signed up to us over there. It's free of charge. Get signed up to us over there so you can get access to that content. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. And we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, and known associates. We are trying to grow, but we do need your help in order to do that. So if you could pass this along, we would appreciate that. We are available everywhere you get your podcasts. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you give us a rating when you get a chance, we would appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. All right, that's it for today. Thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.